Joining us now is a champ tour player extraordinaire. He's been uh, part of the Ryder Cup, and uh, it is Robert Carlson. Robert, welcome back into the golf shop. Thank you. So, uh, you know, let's first talk about uh, 2022 out on the champ tour. Uh, you finished 24th, I believe, on the on the points list. Uh, had a second, six top 10s, 12 top 25s. Pretty decent year out there. Yeah, it was, it was decent. Uh, I definitely played uh, quite well at the end of the season. Yeah. From um, I changed my coach. I went back to Mark Blackburn, who has worked with um, uh, when I played my best golf back in the... Uh, 2006 to 2014, 15. I, I worked with him, and, and uh, after struggling a bit over the summer, I, uh, I decided to go give him a call, and, and I played much better over the uh, over the four pairs. That was great. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's one of those things. I mean the Sanford Inf- Inf- Invitational, or I'm sorry, International, if I could actually speak and read this morning, uh, a second place finish, threatening to win that one. How did it feel to? maybe after the struggles, be back in the fire and have a shot at winning? That was great. I really, really enjoyed that week. Um, and, I mean, I had a good shot at, uh, at it last day. I ended up in a, in a playoff with uh, Steve Stricker. And, and uh, on the first hole, I, I missed my tee shot, but I gave myself a, a kind of a long, long putt for a, for a birdie, and it barely lifts out from about 50 feet. And he hold his from about 30 feet, and, and uh, yeah, there we go. It's uh, he's a world class player doing great things when it was needed, and uh, yeah. So, but it was great fun to be there, and, and definitely the way I played those last few holes uh, when I needed to play well made uh, made birdie 16 and 17 to to get into the playoffs. So, very happy with that. Now, with it with it being Steve Stricker, is that one of those things where he's such a good putter <laughs> that you expect him to make something like that? <laughs> It's it's a it's a weird situation. A playoff is always a playoff. It's like you played your fifty four holes that we usually play, and and I done my part, and now we're going to start again. And it's kind of just uh, you already kind of won the tournament or not lost it anyway. And then um, he goes out and, and do that. And it, it's a bit tricky with uh, with playoffs. I've been in probably six or seven of them, and um, you can either kind of play them to try to stay in it and see what happens or it can go out and play super aggressive. And I think uh, when you see the really, really good players in, in um, who have a lot of success in playoffs, I think maybe they go and play a little bit more, more aggressive because that part definitely went in with some speeds that he would probably put <laughs> it coming back if he would have missed. But there you go. He's a good putter and he's a world-class player playing fantastic at the moment. So, with this last year. Uh, so, yeah, that, that happens. Robert, are you more nervous at the start of a uh, – if you're leading the tournament going to the last round, are you more nervous then or are you more nervous when you're in a playoff to win that same tournament? Uh, probably uh, the last day when you start. Yeah. Because um, in, in a playoff, you, yeah, you're you kind of – you're in yeah. the grove. You, you just keep playing. Yeah. Uh, you already proven yourself that you're good enough to be there and you're playing decent for the day and – and you you hardly have a break. You go from 18, you finish your scorecard, and you go straight out. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're in the last group. If you have to wait a bit, which I've had that situation before uh, a couple of times, then it's a, a bit of a different story. But but being in a playoff is it's, it just doesn't feel like a tournament anymore because we normally play. You start on one and you finish after four and a half five hours on the 18th, and uh, and now you're going to start. Sometimes you start on 15, sometimes you start on one, right. sometimes you start on 10 with a new guy for one hole or three holes. So uh, the atmosphere in the par in a, in the playoff is a bit weird. But uh, 
we have to do something to separate and get a winner. So, yeah, so, so would you rather do an aggregate or would you rather do a sudden death? Um, probably an aggregate. Yeah, uh, I'm, it's not I'm all for that. Crowd, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, playing three or four holes or something like that. But I've never been a part of that. But in a, uh, when you see it in a in a in a British Open or something, it's probably a little bit more fair. Um, but uh, yeah, for the crowd and stuff like that, it's a little bit more do or die in in a in a sudden death playoff. You know, I think for television, Robert. I mean, it's you know, there's four holes. It's going to take you know an hour, <laughs> you yeah. know, or, or a little bit. I mean, they can go. Yeah. You know, we've seen these playoffs that go eight nine holes. You know, like uh, in, at yeah. the Travelers a couple of years ago. Goodness gracious, man, that thing went forever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we had a couple. I think it was one last uh, season and last event, twenty twenty one. I think they had to finish on the Monday. I think it was a playoff between Kevin Sutherland and Paul Broadhurst in our last event. So I think they finished on the Monday. Yeah. Because they didn't finish before darkness. So it's a bit, sometimes it can just go on and on and on. Again, talking with uh, Champions Tour player Robert Carlson. And Robert, so along those lines from a a player's mental state, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in the situation, but Colin Morikawa just lost a huge lead at the at the Tournament of Champions out there. I mean, a seven-shot lead, John Rahm comes from nine back. What does that do to a player's psyche when you really feel like, and, and we saw it you know, on his face, like we know oh, that yeah. he knows that he blew this golf tournament and he blew it in yeah. a big way. How does that affect your mental state going forward? I think it depends a lot on the uh, on the player in question. Uh, I mean, I've seen some of the biggest sort of painful situations. The one I'm coming back to is Bernard Langer's putt on the last uh, hole in Kiwa Island Cup, yeah. in 1991 in the Ryder yeah. Cup. Yep. He missed a six-footer to win or lose the Ryder Cup. Um, and I mean, that's one of those situations where you feel he holds that putt nine times out of ten. But he missed it this time. But the week after, he goes to Germany and win by eight shots. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, he handled it extremely well. And we've also seen, seen other situations where, where where players getting a bit of an emotional scarring from, from a situation like that. Um, but I think it's up to the player. And I think uh, hopefully Colin's got a good team around him who can help him and draw the, the valuable lessons. Because there's things in there that he can draw from and build on and become better from. But it's like anything in life. If you handle it the wrong way, it can become a, a heavy burden. But if you can draw the important lessons from there, he can become a stronger player. So it's very much up to, to Colin and his team around him. Yeah, and you know, and speaking of Ryder Cups, uh, we know you've been involved. Uh, are you uh, in line to be involved in Rome coming up in 2023? Do you know of yet? Uh, no, not at the moment. I haven't got a question. And I think even if I would get one this year, I would probably turn it down. Um, the job to be part of it, it's uh, it's a big, big commitment. And now I'm, I'm living over here full time. Uh, I'm getting a bit older. So I'm not, I'm not having the same contact with the players on, on, on the European tour. So if I was going to, if they asked me and I said yes, I'd probably feel like I had to play five, maybe seven, eight, and ten events in Europe, which mm. is going to take a lot of time out of my uh, commitment to the to the Champions Tour and, and a lot of traveling. So I, even if they ask me this time, it feels like my time has passed, and uh, I really, really enjoy the memories I have from there, and, um, and uh, I just wish the guys uh, all the best now. And uh, 
yeah, I think that it's time for, for a different generation to come through. Well, and we all know that with uh, with the lived affections, uh, you know, and, and Henrik uh, being named the captain and then having to uh, step down from that and Luke Donald taking over, I thought it was interesting uh, – Probably first shots fired across the bow by Shane Lowry uh, <laughs> yeah, this week, right. saying that uh, he believes that their team is fine because he's they've got the two best players in the world in Rahman McElroy, so no worries mm. on the European squad. Uh, <laughs> it probably comes down to depth at this point, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, it's 12 guys who's going to play. And, and I think in, in Rome, that golf course as well is probably even more going to be really important, the depth, because it's very, very hilly. And if you're going to play 36 holes a day around there, it's going to be very challenging. So uh, I haven't been at the course, but it's just reports uh, I've had from guys being there that uh, it's going to be tricky to play five rounds in three days. Um, So, I mean, definitely the the deeper squad is uh, definitely going to going to have a bigger advantage around that golf course in Rome. I think as well, the golf course, if I would have been the European Tour commissioner or or, or Ryder Cup boss, I would probably look at a different golf course because I think it's quite Americanized, designed by an American designer. I would I would look at something that's a bit flatter, a bit more room around the greens, not so many flop shots and, and undulating greens. I would have something a little bit more linksy like but uh, uh, at the end of the day it's money that runs the world and, and especially the Ryder Cup especially on the European side so we kind of have to take it with with what is presented but but the guys have a big big job in front of them to try to present that golf course in a way that suits the Europeans well but that's one of the yeah, that's one of the big jobs for the captain and the team. But wouldn't you say m- the majority of the Europeans that will make up the squad are more Americanized because they are playing more events over here in the U.S. for the most part? Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely they, are, they are used to playing American conditions. But when it comes to uh, under pressure um, in, a, in the Ryder Cup situation, an American will have an easier time to hit a flop shot than a European. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. We grew up on on uh, on um, more of the bumpy, not so fantastic uh, conditions as you have in America. Um, we are more used to play the ball on the ground. Uh, and I mean, it was very clear in Whistling Straits how they set the golf course mm-hmm. up. They took away all the places where you could bump around the ball. They were all taken out. So they were just, they grew rougher on the greens. They made sure you can have those high flop shots put the pins quite tight and and there was a lot of um the uh, that that was a lot of the strategy i talked to uh, to um to stricker afterwards and he said yeah it's, it's it was very clear our strategy it was we needed to take out the, the bumper on shot the europeans even though they play in america they see that shot sure. much easier yes. than we do because yeah. they grew up, grown up with it well, I mean, the good news for the European squad is that, you know, right now you've you've got Rom, you've got McElroy, you've got a Shane Lowry, you've probably got a Tommy Fleetwood, um, you know, kind of leading the top of this team. But somebody like Matt Fitzpatrick, the reigning U.S. Open champion, is 15th on the list, so you got to feel good that even, you know... He's the, a captain's pick for sure oh, he, if he, he doesn't make it yeah. on his own, right? So, yeah. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, he's, he's there. You have uh, Victor Hovland. I would say you can probably pick a backbone of probably seven players you expect to play themselves in uh, or be there or thereabouts. It's going to, they're going to be picked. But then this year we're going through a, through a generational shift with, with players like Casey, Paul, Garcia, Stenson uh, leaving um, to, to, to play on the live tour. And the, uh, the, um, 
situation we live uh, in, especially on the European side, is going to be uh, up in the courts now in February. Yes. So we're going to know a lot more where where it's it's heading in Europe. Um, and I, I I have no idea how they're going to deal with it. I can. Um, my prediction is that the uh, the live guys are going to be allowed to play in Europe, um, and it's going to be a very very interesting dynamic with the European Tour and the PGA Tour is now working closer together. Uh, we have the Ryder Cup, that's also a separate thing. Will the the, uh, the European team want to have any live players in there? And, and the way they've set up, structured the team selection this year, they've almost set it up so they can choose to include them if they want to and if they feel it's a good thing or just leave, leave them outside because we have six picks now. We traditionally have less picks than the Americans. We usually have two or possibly three mm-hmm. uh, and this year they've gone to six which makes it almost impossible for a live player playing 14 events outside uh, of uh, the, the point system to play themselves in if they don't win one or two majors. Right. And yeah. um it's going to, going to make it really hard, even if they are allowed to play play themselves in. And then it's up to Luke Donald and his team to decide if we want to include them, if we can, or if we just going to leave them outside. So it's going to be an interesting spring and summer to follow the whole drama. And I'm pretty happy I'm sitting on this on the champions. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Political stuff. Right. Well, Robert, we always enjoy having you on the show. We'll check in with you periodically. And uh, good luck on the Champ Tour this year. I want to get a win out of you. Okay, great. Thanks very much. That's my goal as well. So let's make that a deal. I'll talk to you after that one. Thank okay, you, Robert. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot.